0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come, Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Season 4, Episode 179 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come, Follow Me materials in the week of uh, June the 27th to July the 3rd, uh, 1 Kings 17-19. to Now, we had just uh, gone past into uh, Chapter 19 uh, from the Um, the battle of the gods, if you like, uh, at the top of Mount Carmel. Uh, However, there is something which I want to uh, come back to, which I hadn't really even thought about and has never occurred to me until me and my family were watching a clip from the Living Scriptures, um, like Old Testament video of Elijah. And there was an interesting detail, which, I mean, it isn't in the Scriptures, so, you know, um, it's something which... um, just adds an extra layer of narrative um, perspective, perhaps. Uh, but I just, it just gave me a thought and a realisation of, oh yeah, of course, I can't believe I didn't even think of that. Um, if you remember, uh, Elijah um, told some people to douse the sacrifice that he was going to offer to the Lord God of Israel um, in water. I and mean, it wasn't just a little bit of water, there was a significant amount, enough to, to fill four barrels and so on. So, A lot and lots of water uh, was put over the sacrifice. And in this video, um, you have King Ahab watching over uh, what's going on. And he shouts out to a couple of the people nearby, you know, he can't do this. Um, You know, that water is precious. And I was like, wait, why why, have they made King Ahab say that? And then, of course, the realisation hit me. Oh, yeah, this is taking place right at the very end of a drought that has gone on for years. And Elijah is telling the people... To cover this sacrifice in water, water which could have easily been used to quench the thirst of many people, um, and yet it's being poured over this sacrifice to 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 the Lord. Um, so, what do we learn from this? Um, the fact that um, Elijah was willing to to use this water, which could have been helpful for so many people, um, in order to to make this sacrifice have greater impact on the people that were watching well of course the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that the spiritual thirst that was happening in the land at that time was far more important to overcome than the physical Um the fact that he was able to demonstrate the power of the lord uh, by being able to not just send fire from heaven but also consume all of that water as well as well as the sacrifice uh, just indicates or shows his power and help to convert and to and change the hearts of many. So, I mean, that is one reason, I suppose. Uh, but also it's a, an idea of what um, we are willing to sacrifice. The water that was sacrificed with this um, action was um, of a great amount, um, particularly in a, in, a, in a time of drought. Uh, and so the fact that Elijah was willing to sacrifice this in order to show um, his his dedication to the Lord, just again, um, indicates his devotion to him. And then the Lord blesses the land with plentiful rain and rain. As we know, after this event, the Lord does send rain to the, to the kingdom of Israel. And so uh, we see that the Lord accepts our sacrifice, but then blesses us with multiple more blessings, uh, more so than what we've sacrificed. Not necessarily in that same transactional way. You know, if we give money in our tithing, then we're going to get a huge amount of money that's not necessarily what it means but it means that we receive the blessings that from that sacrifice of tithing or whatever it is um in such a more plenteous amount um and in our lives so i just i wanted to make that point i completely did not think of that until i saw this video clip and i was like of course <laughs> it makes complete sense that it would be a huge thing to do anyway we then fast forward a bit again back to where we were with elijah uh, and he was sleeping under a juniper tree, and an angel is sent by the Lord uh, to help him. Um, he is um, it's, it's discussed by scholars what is happening here with Elijah, whether he is experiencing some sort of depression, or whether he is um, worried and fretful for his life because of Jezebel's um, anger against him, or, or whatever it is. But basically, he says in verse four, 4, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. So he's feeling down about himself, despite everything that's just happened. And how many times do we feel like that in our lives at times, I imagine? But the Lord sends an angel and uh, provides him food and drink. Um, And the angel comes a second time. And the second time, the angel touches him and says, arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. Um, Just indicating again, just how reliant we, we are on the Lord how he does help us through our difficult journeys and through our deeper, deepermost most um, troubles and trials. He can help us and we need him because, you know, sometimes the journey is too great without him. There are some things in our lives that we will not be able to overcome without him. It's one of the things that in First Corinthians ten thirteen we read about how uh, we're not um, given temptation or, or trial above that which we are able to overcome paraphrasing of course what it says in the verse and i think we misunderstand that sometimes what that does not mean is that we're not going to receive trials that we can't manage in our lives it's not what it means at all what it means is that there is nothing that we can't overcome without the support of the lord without him there will be things in our lives that we just wouldn't be able to overcome um and the lord can help us to do these things and this is an example of that with elijah uh, and the angel providing this sustenance for him at this time at a moment where a, this journey would be too great for him. Um, so he makes his way um, to uh, Horeb, the Mount of God, uh, which we understand um, as um, Mount Sinai. And he lodges there in a cave. Um, and he, Elijah is still worried. He's still concerned. Uh, in verse 10, he, he says, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. In other words, very dedicated or respectful of the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenants, throw down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left and they seek my life to take it away. Um, he is concerned. He's really disapp- like, discouraged by the, the difficulties that he's having to face uh, in this uh, service that he's giving to the Lord. And then uh, he has um, an invitation um, to go forth and stand upon the mounts before the lord and then in verse 11 it says and behold the lord passed by and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and brake in pieces the rocks before the lord but the lord was not in the wind and after the wind an earthquake but the lord was not in the earthquake and after the earthquake a fire but the lord was not in the fire and after the fire a still small voice now, this these two verses are very interesting uh, and we can gain a lot from them. And I don't think we're going to cover it fully uh, before we have to conclude this episode of our Daily Bite sized Chunks. But we'll have a look at verse 11 first. And we see that um, the, the mountain breaks, the wind comes and there's an earthquake and the Lord is not in those things. Um, President James E. Fowle said, quote, You may ask, how can I discern which of the prophetic utterances of this conference have a particular message for me? My answer is you can know. You can know by the whisperings of the Holy Spirit if you righteously and earnestly seek to know. Your own inspiration will be an unerring vibration through the companionship of the Holy Ghost. This will help us, if necessary, to make the required changes in our lives and lifestyles to get onto a sure course. Close quote. Um, understanding that the way we receive answers is through this still small voice, and sometimes it can be very difficult to perceive Um is a lesson we must learn and this is demonstrated brilliantly in this experience because there are so many things in our lives that we would count as earthquakes and great winds and great fires and great distracting tumultuous noises in our world today and they can be good things you know it's not necessarily that we're going off and we're willfully rebelling and sinning in everything that we can do um in order to miss this voice we can miss this voice even if we're trying to do really good things but not things that are directing us toward the saviour and in particular toward receiving the spirit in our hearts and listening to what he is saying to us. Um, It's so important to listen and so we'll continue this discussion tomorrow as we talk about how can we perceive this still small voice? What is it we need to do in order to receive that in our lives and actually change the understanding or the thought process we have of how can we try and hear the spirit and instead How do we recognise when the Spirit isn't speaking to us? Because I think sometimes we focus too much on how can we try and push through and hear the voice and and feel the Spirit, when actually, because of the blessing of the the gift of the Holy Ghost that we have as members of this church, we should actually be looking out for when we don't have that with us rather than when we do have it. So we'll talk about that tomorrow uh, and conclude Elijah's uh, great experiences that we've been discussing this week. Thank you so much for listening today, and until we meet again.